Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning. If you've not seen episode six of The Power, then you can only listen to the intro of this episode, which might go for a long time. Uh, but then once we start talking about the show, you probably want to switch off uh, if you don't want it spoiled. Otherwise, enjoy this episode of Leguizama Rama. Peace. I hate the word. Welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama, a podcast where each week we chat about Johnny Legs and everything he's ever done, ever. We are literally watching everything he has fucking ever done, ever. including interviews, TikToks, television, movies, uh, following him down the street. <laughs> we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Getting his that. social security info. Mish, we're not doing that. Like <laughs> Marrying his wife. Mish, we're not. <laughs> raising his children. We're not. It's a little weird. We didn't think through how weird this would be, but we're not doing that. Um, my name is Mish, and I ate sushi 15 minutes ago. I just found a piece of rice in my teeth. You might know me from that. Oh, um, how would they know you from that? I don't know. They're just Maybe when they find rice in their teeth now, they'll think of me. That's nice. I'm joined, as always, by my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> friend? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're my, you're, yeah, friend. Um, uh, Zach Ruane, who you might know from. Uh, also had a, a Japanese ricey dish. Mm. We ate them together in complete silence. But didn't get rice in my teeth. But then you gave me a Mentos mm. and it's, it's really, there's a bit of Mentos in my back tooth. What colour Mentos was it? What a piggy I am. I didn't even look. You didn't look? We had little individual wrapped Mentos that you can buy in bulk from Officeworks, right? So when you open them, you don't know whether it's orange, yellow or pink. And it's the best game ever. This is, it's how I got fat because <laughs> I'm just, I was, I'm always on the search for a, for a yellow. That's what I do with clinkers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's also how yeah. I got fat. Anything hidden, hidden food, surprise food Surprises. is what got me where I am. Clinkers is, is tough because clinkers, if, you, if you're an international listener, mm. uh, which you're not. <laughs> there's none of you uh, No, there are a few No, there's one in Ireland Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a couple um, Clinkers are like, they're like a candy mm-hmm. I, can't des- I can't think of how to describe the candy um, But each, each, like lots of different flavours and colours mm-hmm. And then they're coated in chocolate So you don't know what flavour you're getting you're Until you get, bite into you'll it You'll get mint, you'll get strawberry Or you'll get banana I There's think not a mint Yeah, green, green is mint no, hundred percent. I know my clinkers, mate. Is I'm googling it. Mint, I'm, I'm fact strawberry, checking. and I think the yellow is banana. And nobody wants mint. I don't mind it, but like you're always on the hunt for that strawberry clinker. Pink clink, yeah. Pink clinker, yeah. 
is the su- the is superior the... clinker. And I don't think if you got a whole bag of pink clinkers, I wouldn't want that because the joy mm. of getting a pink clinker. Yeah, it's the discovery. Did you ever like put one in your mouth and then suck on it until you got to the candy, not knowing what color it was, and then going, oh. No, it's all about the bite look for me. No, it's, it's usually bite, 90% bite, 10% s- savour that lick. I'm so sorry for challenging you on yeah, this, that's but fine. I did need to fact check it because mint is mental. Yeah, but it is, isn't there? No, it's lime. No, it's not. It's lime, raspberry and banana. That's not lime. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not mint. Mint is so distinctive a flavour. Is it really lime? Yeah. I my whole life have thought it was mint and maybe because I've been going into it thinking this is mint. It tastes like mint to me. How mint and lime are a wonderful pairing. Yeah, but it's not mint. No, no, it's lime. Well, no one likes the green. The green one. is not the best. No. no. And 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 uh I think I hold green higher than yellow though. Yellow is so like I g- give me a citrus. Strawberry. Strawberry citrus? No, but strawberry no. is acidic. <laughs> yes. Give me an acidic something to cut through that chocolate. Banana? No, thank you. See, to me, the str- the yellow Mentos is the best Mentos wow. of the orange, pink, yellow Mentos. Wow. But orange is like makes up 75% of the bag and that's infuriating because it is my least favourite of any sweet flavour, orange. I'll eat it. <laughs> like, mm. I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah, crazy. Um, I'm not insane. Uh, but orange is my least favourite. And so whenever I open a little Mentos and I get the orange one, um, there's always a part of me that's like, oh, come on. Yum, yum, yum. Growing up <laughs> is realising that variety packs are really a good thing. Oh, my God. That is such a – that's like realising show bags are a rip-off. Yeah. Like that's – oh, my – I've never thought about that, but you're so right. The only time a variety pack is good is a box of chocolates. But even then it's like – like you know good- what you want. There's two or three things in that box of chocolates that you want. Two, really. I want them all. That, but you that you really want. Yes. And wouldn't just that be better? Well, do you remember snack Cadbury snack chocolate? Yes. So I don't think snack Cadbury snack chocolate is. Open. I believe it's it does still exist. I've seen no, it. No, no, no. I'm saying. I'm, oh, okay. I'm saying. I think it's in the UK, but I don't think it's in other places. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cadbury snack chocolate is where. Uh, what, like there are six different flavors, and mm. each square of chocolate is a different flavor. And it's like a little gelatin, gel- yeah, like a gooey, a goo. And there's one that was Turkish delight. No, I like Turkish yeah, delight. Yeah, I quite like Turkish delight. But everyone used to get really pissed off because the Tur- everyone wanted pineapple. But when they got to Turkish delight, they're like, oh. And it's funny with snack is you go, oh, it's fun, and I hope I get the good ones. And then as snack in particular is like, this is gross goo. Yeah, just gross goo. This is gross goo. But I'm sorry. A milk tray, the box of chocolates milk tray, beautiful. Although I hear what you're saying because no one wants the whole hazelnut one. Yeah. That's a fucked little in, like thing in the box of chocolates. It's a, a solid little piece of milk chocolate with a whole hazelnut in it. Fuck off. Turn that into a praline. Yeah. Turn it into a hazelnut mousse. Yeah. I would fucking lick that up, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. But the whole hazelnut one, absolutely not. And then even, and people, there's a lot of discussion in this world about the the, the the Turkish delight or the one that people don't want, right? So much. But there's not enough talk about the middling ones, the ones you get through that you don't hate but you don't love. Mm. If you really break it down, there's one or two things in that variety pack that you're truly hoping for every time. Yes. So just get that. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. 
Um, for me, it's caramel. A gooey caramel centre is very middle of the road for me. Oh, yeah, middle of the road. I was like, that's a, yeah, yeah, I love a salted caramel. No, see, like I love a, a moussey or like a, um, like a, yeah, like a moussey centre. Right? Do you know what I'm a huge fan of is lint balls. Of course. I've got a lint balls. Yeah, no one dislikes lint balls. Are there vegan options when you're looking for variety chocolates? If you go to specialty stores. They have the weird I just, variety. I'm basing this all off memory. Yeah. Like just like I have really fond memories of food before I was vegan. Because this is the thing, you were, you're you coming in so strong and it's like, but you gave it all up. I did. I did give it all up. But it was worth it. But I still think fondly of some, like I still remember. Mm. Do you know something really, really interesting though? Mm. I've never eaten caramel. Because caramel came out after I was vegan. That's interesting. So I have never eaten it. It's like Tinder. Yeah. People that have been in long-term relationships. I have like, look, in the last, I've been vegan now for, oh my God, the better part of seven years. Yeah. There were a couple of periods at the start of my veganism where I was vegetarian. I have not eaten meat for seven years. Wow. Um, But within that seven-year period, there are times where I've eaten chocolate. Yeah, we're atta- yeah, I get it. Like, I'm not gonna like. I d- I really don't want to piss. I'm gonna piss off a lot of like vegans. No, but I that. think like, when I say um, there are times, I mean on the very rare occasion once a year, I will have a bite of a chocolate. It keeps me vegan. I get it. Like, but I I actually have no shame in admitting that. I, I just don't. I think that uh, if we you know stand uh, yeah yeah all but, that. I was gonna go down a whole thing of like better. That's we to have, try. we're in our pensive era at the moment. Better to try. Well, I think we've gone down our big rants. But um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm off my rants. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't. I would never eat meat again. And I'm I I definitely consider myself to be a vegan. I don't wear animal products. I don't eat animal products. Yeah. But on the odd occasion, I will have a bite of my partner's pasta that has parmesan on it. Mm. You know what I mean? I will, on the odd occasion, I'll have a square of his chocolate. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. It's, just, it's like, it's fucking hell, man. Like, I don't, but I have not ever eaten caramel and I haven't eaten a lint ball in seven years. Caramel. Caramel. I don't think I've eaten caramel. It actually doesn't appeal to me that much. It's my much. partner's favourite. It's interesting. Mm. Maybe I've had, but it, it just, it, it's like, uh, I feel like it's just like uh, white chocolate that's, that's gone, gone a little over. That's what it is. It's like caramelised white chocolate. Yeah, they've just overdone the white chocolate a little. Are you a white chocolate fan? Um, What's your order? Dark milk white. That's mine. <laughs> dark milk white. Probably milk dark white. That's mine actually. Yeah. But like we're talking vegan chocolate obviously, but yeah. milk dark white. I keep trying to tell myself. Oh, one day I'll be a dark chocolate guy. And it comes I think, with age. I think I, like, I, I get, like, there's something about milk chocolate that it doesn't hit. Mm. I would love something that splits the diff. Well, you can get that. You can get, like, half-half blocks. Yeah, I get that. But um, I'm just talking, like, something that is, a, like, as fatty and creamy as a milk chocolate, mm-hmm. with just a, which exists, just a slightly higher cocoa. Here's a question for you. Yeah. I would like you to tell me the kind of person, like mm-hmm. create a person in your mind mm-hmm. whose favourite is white and they dislike milk and dark. Okay. What kind of a person is that? Their favourite? Is white. They love white chocolate, but they don't like milk or dark. Uh, I can't. 
I, I'll, I'll build them in my mind. Mm. And I'm sorry if you're listening and this is you. I'd love to hear from you if it is because I don't think you exist. But th- I'm going to just, you know... <laughs> You know when they like reconstruct the voice? They did that. If you ever seen that video where they reconstructed the vocal, the vo- the voice box of the Egyptian mummy. No. So this group of archaeologists, like, um, built using the mummy. They rebuilt his voice box to hear what his voice would have sounded like, and then they're like, "And here's what it sounded like," and it's just like, ah. <laughs> 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 It's like, okay. Um, That's funny. uh, But so what I can say is I can't tell you much about the person. They're they're forming in my mind. Mm -hmm. right? They are forming in my mind. But I'm going to do a sound that Uh they make. Okay. I like this. All right. It's like this. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you. They've got a victim complex. Oh, I hear that. (laughs) I'm going to tell you the shoes they wear. Okay, great. Okay. Old sketches. Not the cool kind, the kind that's made of a fabric that gets bally. Yeah. Uh, in a uh, camel brown colour. Yeah. I'm going to try and find some more things about them. Um, what colour are their eyes? I can't remember. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can't remember. Mm. What is their primary photo on their dating profile of? What are they doing in it? They um, are, I, I know. Yeah, go. They're in a semi-formal outfit yep. at uh, a family member's uh, 40th, 50th milestone birthday with yep. balloons and stuff in the background. Yep, and it's a really like kind of strange mirror selfie that they've done of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? A photo in the mirror, but it's just they're not smiling. They don't look happy to be there. I respectfully disagree. Okay. I think that it's a group photo and they've cropped out the other people. Okay. Yep. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and then they've, their next photo is them with the, a female friend of some kind that they've put like that they've blurred the face of so that people don't think that they're dating. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, I have. I I haven't. Everything I've said is genderless right now. What do they do between nine a.m.? Everything I've said could apply to either the female, the male, or the non-binary. No, they've got very set ideas yeah. of gender. Yeah, <laughs> they have, but they never say it. Of course not. But you you what? get a you get a white wine into them, mm-hmm. and they've got some pretty conservative views. What do they do between nine a.m. and eleven a.m. on a Sunday? I have an answer. Between 9am and 11am on, on a, a Sunday. Sunday. I have an answer. You go. Okay. They drive to the Coles that is 15 minutes away from their house because it's got a better car park. It's easier to park there. With the shopping list that they wrote on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, with, and they bring a pen with them. They get a big trolley, even though they're only shopping for one. They get up a big trolley, they put the list in the trolley and they tick off as they go and they've literally written the list in order of the the aisles of the supermarket. That's good. That's good. That's what they do and it takes two hours. That's good. What do I think they're doing? And then they stop at a Baker's Sunday. Delight and get a finger bun Yeah. on their way home. Between 9 and 11 on a Sunday. I think... 
I, look, it's hard for me to picture what they're doing. I don't. I. I. I you don't think, think I'm right. I think you're good. I think what you're saying is good. I'm just trying to think of an alternative. Um. I think they're doing some sort of community work. No. <laughs> no. I think. I think. Here's what I think. This is not that. I think I'll give you the nine to eleven. Right? Okay. I don't think I can. I can. I, that's not there for me. Yeah. Right. What's there for you? Um. What's there for me? Ask me the question first. I'll see if I have the same answer as you. Broadly speaking, yeah. What kind of um, advocacy do they do? Charity advocacy do they do? Okay. I've got an answer. All right. I've got one. Go on. Uh, I can't really tell you exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's for things that affect them yeah. very locally mm-hmm. and um, very specifically. So it's things like, and it's not to do with people, yep. it's things like roads. <laughs> yep. No, this is what's, yes, yes. It's, I was going to say that mine would be that they bought, they own their home, yeah, right, and then they're wanting to knock down the park across the road, <laughs> and that would totally affect their real estate. Yes. So they are, their community work is uh, handing out like flyers of "Don't knock down the park" or "We're doing an event." It could be many things. Yeah. And it can be anything. Yes. It's but it's about their, their yeah. self interest. What's their favorite savory food? Oh, their favourite savoury food. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you, you want to go? All right. Um, their favourite savoury food is saladas. <laughs> <laughs> I love saladas. Yeah, so uh, same. Yeah, saladas yeah. are great. There's no shade here to, that, no, to, to the not. white chocolate people listening. No, their favourite is saladas buttered with tomato, salt and pepper. Okay, that's good. Their favourite savoury food. I would say mm-hmm. they don't have one. They don't have one. And you press them and it's like they just don't really like food. They'll eat it. Mm. It's not like they're, they've got it. They just don't. Well, yeah, my, my, I was mostly going down the path of their favourite food is the thing they eat almost every afternoon. Yeah, they, they you know eat I mean? pretty like, much yeah. the same thing. But I think they just don't really, mm. they don't really go for food. They just write with full cream milk for breakfast every morning. Just write being a cereal here in Australia that sucks. What's their favourite movie? Oh, God. Um, okay. I've, I've got it. Yep. Do you Mate, want, wait, yeah, should you we go, say it? Should we say it the same? It. No, Let's, you go first. No, I reckon we should say I've it. I've got mine. I, will, I won't change course. You sure? Yeah. Um, okay, so I reckon their favourite film is like uh, Pride and Prejudice. Mine was made in Manhattan. <laughs> Um, oh, hey, if you um, like white chocolate and also uh, all of those things, and, and made you're in Manhattan, all right. There is, there is an enjoyable element to that. You're film. all right. Yeah, you're not bad. You're all right. Should we do the blurb? Yeah, we're going to talk oh, about wait. the power now. Well, I think we all need a little bit of time to reflect on made in Manhattan. So let's do an ad. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ad. Go on then. <laughs> Welcome back to Leguizamo Rama, if there was an ad. <laughs> if um, there wasn't one, you know we ain't getting back. <laughs> Um, this week, this is a bad blurb. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I haven't even written mine for, you go on. This week, we watched episode six of The Power. It is titled Sparkle Fingers. This episode was really, really loaded with plot in a good way that it is challenging to break down. But here goes. The anonymous online troll Urban Docs continues to grow in influence and negative feelings towards Sparkle Fingers which is the offensive term that they landed on, continues to grow. Meanwhile, various characters toy with disclosure, including Margot the Mayor, who is forced to do a test. In England, the cool British gangster girl faces the consequences of her action, but also other stuff. I think the reporter character Tunde returns to Nigeria, but that might be the next step. I'm so sorry, I watched two in a row and they've mushed in my brain a bit. John Leguizamo continues to play Margot, the mayor's husband. Less supportive now, but just as dynamic and interesting. Oh, my God. I can't wait to talk about that, by the way. What I would really, really love to talk about regarding this episode is um, the what, – what's the Andrew Tate cunt called? You just said Urban it. Docs. Urban Docs. So, previously – Sorry, I just, I, I'm just going to acknowledge – I didn't have my phone on silent. So as I was reading, I was getting messages. Oh, you got a text. I got a text, but it would be coming through the microphone, the little Can you ding, read the text? Dings. No, it was just my, my partner saying hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> saying, have you started doing podcasts yet? Yes. Um, so Urban Docs, right, is this Andrew Tate character I've been talking about the last couple of episodes. That I'm, and I think last episode maybe I was like, oh, my God, I love this kind of uh, little tasty tidbit of her son being this like Andrew Tate worship type. And now it's getting real dark. Like I thought it was just going to be this like really interesting minor thread mm. that um, her son was learning about this kind of like uh, group of yeah. men that um, like are really like threatened and scared and um, – you thought it would just be this little... Little, like, like side, side little note, like a little tasty tidbit, yeah. right? And I was really excited by it. I'm like, oh, that's a bit fun. Like, as in not the pre like, premise of it, but the, the involvement of that. And then this episode that we're talking about today, it's like, oh, no, they're very the fucking dangerous. I didn't give away the end. And I don't think I will. Like, we can talk about it if we want. Um, but it was a big ending. Oh, God, yeah. yeah heavy, heavy. Why can't we end. talk about it? Just if we if we get there, we can. I, even though we do a spoiler warning, when the thing is newer, I I try to avoid it. Okay. Unless I have to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like that's a big twist. And even right. though someone is, but I would happily talk Zach, about it. Zach, there's no need to attack me. You don't have to set me on fire about this. Oh, very good. Yeah, thanks. Uh, um, <laughs> but I I yeah yeah, it's funny the urban docs thing. It's really emerging. Here's my worry. Mm. I really like this story, but here's my worry. Oh, yep. Is that because it's an anonymous troll that that it's going to be someone we already know is Urban Docs. Oh, okay. And, like, th there's no one I can think of unless they really earn it. Mm. There's no one I can think of that it makes sense that it's them. I just think it's so fucking interesting. Like, this show, 
this is what except this podcast has just become us being like this show is phenomenal. But what a like interesting way of talking about such current yeah. like happenings. I, it's just insane. That whole scene at the bar where with the the bartender. Yeah. And that guy goes up and is like, you stupid fucking bitch. And she holds up her little fingers and there's some sparks. She sparks. She's she like, sparks get out of the bar, him. you're being And rude. then he pulls out like a taser and he's like, you don't think I can fucking do this too? Like they're just these scared men. It's very thought through. Mm. There's like at its best, it's very thought through and very like considered. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do love that notion of like they're not just going, oh, imagine if women had... I think there was a version of this story where it was like, imagine if women of that age could have um, Mm. electricity out of their hands and then now they're in charge. Mm. And it's much more complicated. 100%. It's not just a matter of like, and now men have to take the back seat. It's like, no, they're. Like now men might have to be less um, subtle in their misogyny. Yeah. 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 It's very interesting. Now men have to be a lot more blatant in their like. Uh, for some men, <laughs> a lot more blatant in their their aggression and their like mm. their fear and like their fear based aggression. <laughs> like it's just, it was it was just it was scary. I like I was I found it really confronting. It made me feel unwell. That scene made mm. me feel unwell. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. On. No, it's very like I I loved the bit where there's a in this one there's the wedding. It's a wedding. Is this a, the wedding happens in this one, doesn't it? It does because then he goes to Eastern Europe in the next yes. one. Sorry to give it away, but we watched two in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but the wedding in this one, where he goes, where he says, um, where the guy nearly doesn't want to marry her because she's got the power. Yeah, and then he's like, "You've had you're two foot taller than her with these massive arms. Have you ever hurt her?" And yeah. and he's like, "No." I would never do that. And he's like, and they're like that's the same thing. That's, you, yeah. you know, you just go with that. I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah, no, very. So like that whole element in this episode was very, very strong for me. Can I say something? Yeah, of course. I'm sorry to bang on about sci-fi, <sighs> but you just said why I like sci-fi. Okay. You just said the reason I like sci-fi, which is because you just said, all the cool, interesting, futuristic tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's cool. No. no, no, what I love is the um, the way that they are hand like through this fantastical story, yeah. they're handling current issues. And that's what I love about sci-fi. Okay. It's uh, it, the genuinely, I think sci-fi at its best takes the time it was made in and extrapolates and uses that extrapolation to explore the time that it was set in. Not dissimilar to setting something in the past, mm. you know, but I think things in the past, it's loaded. You know, if it's in the past, we go, we have these built-in ideas of what it's about and stuff. But things set in the past can be about now. But I think there's something about sci-fi where it's just exactly what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. about now. Yeah. You can talk about... Have you seen Children of Men? Yes. I like that movie. Yeah. It's a great sci-fi. Uh, <laughs> but that's a great film as well in terms of like... That is such a good movie. Yeah. How good is Clive Owen? Oh. Oh, so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Un- underrated as well. Also though... I think perfectly rated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I think about Clive Owen, right? Because it, did you see the one where he played uh, Bill Clinton? 
No. No one saw that movie. <laughs> that TV show. It was a TV show. Your actor that you love um, from, uh, you love her, Jonah Hill's sister. Oh, oh, Beanie, Beanie Fe- Fe- Feldstein. Fine, fine, right? Yeah. She played. Oh, you, Monica Lewinsky. Talked about, you talked about She this. played Monica Lewinsky. It's the most miscast show yeah. in the history of anything because she's not great for Monica Lewinsky in my opinion. Yep. But, but if you think she's not great for Monica Lewinsky, <laughs> wait till you see Clive Owen as Bill Clinton. Yeah. And I have talked about this before, but it is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full on. So bad. Um, and I was just going to say, Clive Owen is in a similar category to Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Who are who are great actors when they stick in their lane? Oh, okay. Which is most actors? Okay, I which think... is most actors? Yeah, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm trying to think. The thing I've I have I know I've talked about this on the pod, but it was ages ago. And if you've been listening for that long, enjoy this this throwback, bitch. <laughs> uh, the thing with Nicole Kidman that I that really like. Like baffles me, I suppose. Yeah, is that I never used to be a fan. Mm. I was like, she's just so neurotic and annoying and like highly strung. And then I realized when I watched Big Little Lies, mm. I'm like, oh no, no, she's just a phenomenal actress she who's plays. really good at playing highly strung neurotic women. Yeah. She like, plays. Mm. She plays it, it, it when it's pushed when it's mm. a character that's pushing it down. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And it's like... I shouldn't refer to them as neurotic women. It's women in like in strife or pain, but yeah. But it's about the pushing it down. Mm. It's about the tension. Yeah. Right? That's what she does really, really and well. Because like, her as Virginia Woolf is like phenomenal. And now I'm, I watch everything she has done very differently yeah. to how I used to. And it's, I think that Nicole Kidman is actually a phenomenal actress. So I don't know about the stay in, staying in a lane thing with Nicole Kidman. She was not good. In Bewitched. No, but this is what... Okay. But that was not a good film. So what do you think I mean? Because I think it's the wrong words. What do you think I mean when I say staying in their life? Play the characters they're suited to. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so so what I feel like what you just said about Nicole Kidman and why she's good is exactly what I think, is that actors are only as good as their casting mm. and when they get big enough or when they get to a level of profile, we expect them to be able to jump around and do a million different things. But... Like it's still about casting and they still have to be in a role that can suit what they do. Not so much. She can play lots of different types of people. She can play people from lots of different lived experience, but they can't be, they have to be, they have to have a certain kind of emotional reaction to things, I think. Okay. Do you think there are any actors that just shit on that idea though? That are really versatile. Yeah. Not, not many. John Leguizamo is pretty good. John Leguizamo is versatile, but he's at his best when casting and his skill align. Yeah, that's true. But no, he's versatile. Mm. I think that that, but I don't think that vers like we we hold versatility up a little too high for actors. I think mm. Nicole Kidman is phenomenal at what she does. You know what you're saying. This like when it's someone who has emotions yeah. that are pent up. That I hear what you're saying. I think the the thing you just said before about versatility and holding actors too high. It's like Meryl Streep is very very good, right? Mm. She is very very good, and people are always like she's just so versatile. Look at her play 
fucking, you know, Sophie's Choice and then look at her play Death Becomes Her and then look at her play Into the Woods, The Witch. It's like, well, yeah, she can do Into the Woods, The Witch, but when she's really good, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, she can do that. That's very, very impressive that she can do. That was fucking horrible film. Um, I, did, I, I didn't see it. Was, it. I, I it was, was in the musical. Awful. I was Same. in an amateur production of So it. was I. Yeah. Um, that show, I think I've said this before, it, from week one, we did it for three weeks. It was an amateur production. Mm. From week one to week three, we shaved 23 minutes from the runtime purely by, like, knowing our lines better and going faster. Just a little taste of amateur theatre there. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> 23 minutes of, insane. like. But, no, I hear what you're saying there because, yeah, Meryl Streep is at her best when she does a vi- Like, when yeah, I get what you're saying when she stays in her lane, I suppose. But, but. Like, I, even like, um, um, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I really like it when I see actors step outside their lane and succeed. I think it's really cool. Well, but I think what that is, is them getting more opportunities to do what they do well. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like John Leguizamo doesn't get to do the leading man stuff mm. enough. And, and we have discovered doing this podcast that he's good at that. Mm. Right. But it's like. I just think it's with Nicole Kidman. She did Bewitched. Mm. She shouldn't have done Bewitched. Yes. That that wasn't her strength. And she's so phenomenal in like so many films and so many shows. Do you the others? You've seen the others. Yeah. What the, what the fuck? There are just sometimes I just think like happened a lot with Tony Collette, but sometimes I just see something that an actor I really like does. I'm just like, how the fuck? Did you fucking do that? She's so good in that film. And I watched that when I was younger and was like, I don't like her, Nicole Kidman. I'm not a big fan of her acting. People love throwing that at her. Yeah, but but I just think if you watch the others, she makes you believe that that's what she's like. (laughs) But she's not. I don't think she's like that. I think she's probably a fucking chiller. Like, you would be chill if you had fucking multi-million dollars. Yeah. (laughs) You know, a career that you've always wanted, a nice, happy family. But, like... She's like, I just think it's phenomenal. She's, I think the thing about Nicole Kidman is, right, she's an interesting actor that does a certain kind of thing. And if she was a character actor, mm. you know. But she pulled it off in Moulin Rouge. She pulled it off. She did. Like, she was good in Moulin yes, Rouge. Yes, she was good in Moulin Rouge. But it was, but give me a top five, in my opinion. I don't think Moulin Rouge is in her top five. She's really good in Moulin Rouge. Yeah, she, okay, no, I hear what you're saying. But top five performances, performances Nicole Kidman. Movies. Performances. Top okay. five performances from Nicole Kidman. I think she's doing a similar thing in all five and there's nothing wrong with that. She did, however, play that role in that Adam Sandler movie. Not a good film with Jennifer Aniston. Just, just go with it. Oh, uh, yeah. And she was very funny in that. She was, she was. She was very funny. Just but, go with I mean, it. it's not. It's also not her best performance ever. But no, she's good. She's pra- actually, pra- actually, pra- she's good. In she's good at comedy. Magic. She's good at comedy. Practical Magic. I haven't seen that film. <gasps> I know. I know. I love that film. She was great in Bombshells. Hey, Sandra Bullock. Oh. There's a great actor and a versatile actor. Yeah. Sandra. Bull- do you know what it is? It's. Do you know what it is? It's sometimes, mm. and it's very sad for these actors. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine how hard this would be. Sometimes when an actor is really, really, really beautiful, mm-hmm. people think that they are a type of actor that they're not. Mm. Nicole Kidman, Guy Pearce. It happens a lot to Australians. Nicole Kidman, Margot Guy Robbie. Pearce. 
Margot Robbie. Yeah, it's like I, I was Tony Collette, but no, I was thinking about like actors I really like. But no, Margot Robbie, it's like she did um, Wolf of Wall Street mm. and everyone remembers her for flashing her vagina to Leo DiCaprio and her nice long leggies and her big blonde hair and whatever. She's fucking phenomenal in that movie. Like she's mm. this incredible actor. And she's interesting. And interesting. She's, she's at her best when she's doing stuff that's a little bit heightened, a little bit. Yeah. Um, Guy Pierce is someone who they tried him on as a leading man, and he's an he's a char- he's an interesting character yeah. actor. Nicole Kidman does a certain thing mm. really well, and if she was like didn't look like Nicole Kidman looks and looked, she wouldn't have the career she yeah, has. Exactly. We wouldn't be yeah. having this conversation. But well, you know, what- she would play the third build uh, like she would. You know, it's just interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. That- and this is based purely on assumption. But you take someone like Margot Robbie. Who, my God, that person is blessed. (laughs) I honestly wonder if Margot Robbie ever just like ever just stops herself and goes, "Fuck, man, I'm lucky," (laughs) because Margot Robbie is arguably one of the most stunning people that have ever lived. Do you reckon? I reckon she's probably like. I reckon you see her in person. I reckon she's kind of normal looking. Oh God, no! I think she is beautiful. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not disputing that. But like. I think that she was given the opportunity to play Leggy Wolf of Wall Street and then has now, because then got she a profile is, as being this stunning, fantastic actor. Do you know what category I got, put her in? What? Oh, no, you go. No, no, I was just about to say that, like, now she gets the opportunity, now she can kind of go, I'd like to play this, please. And I they'll put just her, give it to her because she's good enough and hot enough. <laughs> I put her in a category. But she just, and I think she just, I hear stories about her and her work ethic and, like, you know, she didn't reach out to like like the, I've heard stories about like she didn't do she didn't reach out to um, Quentin Tarantino until she had done I Tonya mm. because she knew she wasn't there yet as yeah. an actor and I think that's really admirable as someone who's like working hard but also knows where they're at yeah and, um but she's someone I put in a similar category uh, this is my I love categorizing actors this is a fun game I put her in a similar category to Channing Tatum in that like she's a really good EP and and I think that she's she chooses projects really well and is clearly very smart about her career I remember the year that 21 Jump Street and I'm pretty sure 21 Jump Street and Magic Mike came out in the same year I was working <laughs> What a in the year for then. Channing Yeah right and he was, we need to remember, he was just Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. Like he was just in, he's the one you, from the things. Oh, who's the guy from um, M- Mandy Moore, the Mandy Moore oh, movie? Shane West. Shane West. <laughs> Shane West, Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. Like, and Channing Tatum just beat them at the race. Channing Tatum did, there was no race. Mm. He was in that category yeah. of like beefcake. Yeah. And he just... But instead of doing, instead of doing like, season 22 of ER, he's... But it's like, what... It, 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 amazing that he did, like, mm. what a phenomenal... I don't know if it's him, if it's his management, what it is, but the way he went from that category of actor... Mm-hmm. And, and I remember that year I was just like, this is someone I have to take seriously. Whether I like him as an actor or not is regardless. He hasn't really done much though lately. Well, has he ever done a role that was just like, wow. That but I think that's almost the point, isn't it? Like he's someone who just, I think he just went, all right, I'm not going to impress people with my roles, but if I just do good movies. Mm. I don't know what, what he's doing now. But mm. He's married to Jesse J. Is he? Yeah. 
There you go. Oh, at least he was. I don't fo- I don't know. There you go. Should we talk about Johnny Legs in this episode of The Power? Yes. Can I say my favourite bit? Yes. When he goes, because I'm your fucking husband. Mm. I was like, oof. And I wrote it down. It's the one note I wrote about this episode. I felt like crying in this episode, right? Not because something necessarily very sad happened, but because I feel so tense for what's coming for him and Tony Collette's relationship. I feel really uncomfortable. I hope they work through it. Oh, my God, same. That's why, like, so... There are small, there was this in the bar scene right before that guy threatened the bartender. He's having a chat with what I'm assuming is a friend or a guy at the bar. That's the reporter. Oh, the reporter. <laughs> it's hard for me <laughs> the to The guy keep... he leaked to. That's yeah. why they had oh, to yeah, fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he's saying, like, I've never been intimidated by my wife. I've never been intimidated by a woman in power. I am so proud of her and she has worked so hard. And then the reporter goes, but, and he's like, but yeah, something's shift. Something's different now, and it's just like what, 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 and then it just ended. But it was just like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, like, where are they going? With if this? he ends up becoming like an anti Tony Collette, if they end up, I just don't want that to happen. But there was also this really beautiful scene at the top of the episode or towards the start of the episode, where they obviously they had the fight and he went for the drunk swim and stuff. It's a few days have passed and he's not been sleeping in the bedroom. Mm. And she's like, you can sleep in here. Like, don't be stupid. And he's like, are you sure you want me to do it? And they have this small moments of like, there's still obviously a lot of love between this I couple. I love it. It's so well it's so It's so intricate and just so beautifully done. And then it ends up with a fight again. It's all a 45-second scene. But it's just so well done. But I'm so nervous that he's going to be like what's this, this not this Andrew Tate group. I don't think he's going to go yeah. to that point. But that something's going to happen where he sabotages the progress I, that could be happening for these women. I don't know what it is, but I'm really nervous about I'm sure whatever it's going to be, it's going to be done phenomenally. I hope. But I, I hope. was just, I was so, I'm like, there was just that one scene, that one bit with the reporter threw me so hard because it was out of nowhere. Mm. It was obviously the tail end of this fight that they've just had. And then it just ended, this little snippet. And then obviously he took the guy who threatened the bartender out of the bar. So Johnny Legs helped take him out of the bar. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't like that he was like, things have changed now. I, I never used to be threatened by a woman in power, but something's shifted now. I don't know what it is. So he wasn't saying that like, and now he doesn't want to have power, but he's just like, something's different. And it's like, what do you mean? I, it's one of those things, right? Fuck, he's good. Yeah, he's really good. They're all they're, they're, there's a lot of really good actors in this show. Um, the British girl, we'll get to her. I'll talk, keep talking about Johnny Legs for a sec. Um, but there's a bit, yeah. There's there's something about his character, right? Because I know you said, like we both said at the start of this. Oh, I hope they just stay a supportive couple because yeah. that would be nice to see. So far. As the relationship has deteriorated over this series, my feeling has shifted to I'm okay with wherever this goes so long as it's written from a, it continues to be written from a place of truth. Yeah. It's very like tastefully written and it's very empathetically written. Not sympathetic, but like every choice he's making, I, it's not, nothing's bumping. And like that fight. Mm. that they had mm. it feels so real and it feels like a real relationship that is going through tension yeah it does and i i want them to stay together because it, like dramatically i want them to stay together but more than that if he does the wrong thing i just hope they earn it i hear you 
That's the thing I want. No, I, I, I totally agree. I just, I'm just so invested in the two of them. I, I agree. Know? I want them. I want them to make it work, and yeah. I want it. I want it to be done. I really want them to make it work, and I want it to be good. Yeah, you know, it's one of those. Sometimes I remember. Um, spoiler alert for 28 Days Later. Have you seen 28 Days Later? Yes. Wait, is that the zombie one? Yeah. The like anger, pure rage. They people get infected with no, rage. No, I have not. He seen wakes that one. up. He wakes up in London and it's completely abandoned and it was no. quite a striking the visuals I haven't seen it now. Can I give it away? Yeah. I I'm not giving it away really, but for me, right? Zombie films should end on a down. I just think they should. Or very rarely do I think they should end on an up because like it's the end of the world. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like and 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 I remember I watched this film. I haven't seen it since I was like 16, 17. And that, that was always my feeling that zombie films should end on a down. It's not a zombie film, but it is. And I remember watching the film and I was just having a really bad week. And I remember as I was watching it, halfway through, I was just like, oh, I want this one to end on an up. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, you know what? Yeah. Even though like stylistically, even I was just like me Right now, the mood I'm in, I want this to end on an up. Oh, yeah. And and it does. And I was like, and it was Ooh. just, it hit the spot. And it was like, I think that's something in this, it's just like, I can, I'm, I'm happy to see everything else mm. fall apart, but I do hope that they make I remember, it work. I remember the first time as an adult, I watched Gone with the Wind. I'd seen it when I was a kid, but I didn't really take much of it in. But when... um. Vivian Lee, right at the end of this fucking 74-hour film or whatever, <laughs> right at the end she comes home to her husband who is Clark Gable. Yes, Clark yeah. Gable. And um, he has stuck around the entire film, supported her. There have been some weird roughness, beautiful like trajectory of a relationship and he's leaving her. And it's when she's finally realised she's in love with him. Like she's finally. Yeah. Spoiler alert for Gone with the Wind. I mean, it's famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's finally, he's been so in love with her since the start and she finally realises that she's in love with him and she comes to tell him and he's like, I'm leaving. And it's the, ho- it's the whole famous, um, oh, Red, where should I go? What should I do? And he turns around and he's like, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's that. Like, don't leave. Like, what do you mean? What? What do you yeah. mean? You're leaving. You like? She loves you. It's yeah. fine. But of course, he would leave. I would leave. You should leave. That's the, that's what I'd tell my girlfriends to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just oh yeah. It's, I haven't thought about that movie in a while. But I remember the first time as an adult, I saw it in tears, hysterics. Their relationship, I really care. And it's like that's what I'm saying. Is like if it ends badly, I want it to end badly written well. I don't want it to just be like, mask off, it's him that's the yes, internet I, baddie, I you know. <laughs> I'm the baddie. Not that it will be that. No, I understand. I don't or get- if it is something, if he does go bad, yeah. I want it to be done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same. I'm interested, yeah. So far they've done it so beautifully. Yeah. To get this reaction out of me means often, like not off all the time, but often when something's not done well, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care if what happens to this character. I'm really invested in their relationship. She's like, come on, just and it's the yeah. it, like you said, the sleep when she's like, you can sleep here. It's the sleeping in different rooms. It's the mm. just shit goes down in mm. real relationships. So far, it still fits into the category of it's a real relationship, and mm. it, they that people have bad patches. Mm. It's interesting. I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Really excited. Tell me about Roxy. What do you want to say about oh, Roxy? Oh, I loved her bit where she yells back at the, the dad. Yes, yeah, same. Same. Oh, it's, it's so good. Yelling 
Yelling can be so overused, but this episode has two moments mm-hmm. when Leguizamo says, because I'm your fucking husband, and, and the, other, the bit where she yells back at her dad. Mm-hmm. And it's just got this like... They don't, it's not a yelly show mm. and they have two moments of like, oh, mm. like, and like not, I don't know how to feel or mm. what it, but it's just like, oh, they had two like great acting moments. Oh, I think, and I've said from the start, the, the actor who plays Roxy should know her name. Um, I yeah. think she is phenomenal. I'll look it up. I think, I, like, I watch her and I'm like, I want to write something for her to be in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be mates with her. I want to like, uh, what a cool, what a cool Level of talent, like she, yeah, like, huge. like, and like, if this was getting um, Roxy, Roxy stars, it would get five because I can't imagine anybody else playing this role now, yeah, other than this Roxy character. Like, to be honest with you, I feel that way about almost the entire cast of this show. Yeah, um, but I really love. The, I want to see her do more stuff. I, I, I think she's in her thirties actually, but like you said, yeah, she's late twenties, and she's so. done like a lot of theatre. But I just think that she's so good at this. She yeah. plays this character so well. So well. And this relationship she has with her dad, when her dad puts that guy in a headlock and she, he's like, zap him. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to. And he's trying to use her as this, like, leverage. Like, it's just crazy. Very cool. Very, very cool. People should be watching. If you're still listening to the, us, dick on and you haven't each week watched and you the haven't power. watched the show, you've got to watch The Power. It's really very Don't good. stop listening to us. But it's so good that Mish likes sci-fi now. No, I don't. I like The Power. Because of the reasons I like sci-fi. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, there are very f- a few occasions in my life where I've liked a sci-fi thing. And at the moment, I currently like The Power. And if you would like to classify it as a sci-fi, then we may. Yeah. Um, final thoughts at all? No, no. Um, All right, let's go to Leguistamos then because I haven't got any final thoughts. Yeah. Okay, I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it five again. And I'm giving it five. I don't, you don't have to. I know that that's going to be a controversial move because it's not like he he does as much. He's mm-hmm. not. He's he's so low on the billing in this. Mm-hmm. But the you mo- could, Please know that whatever you say, I'm so close to a five, but I'm not quite there. So whatever you say could take me over. I can't do a big long list of things. All I can say is the moment he said, because I'm your fucking husband and the way he does it. And it's just like, oh, Mm. and I can't even remember the context. I can't even remember like if he says it as like Mm. a good guy or as an asshole. Mm. I can't remember where it was coming from, what it was saying all I remember is just it was the first yally bit. And for that alone, at the moment I remember I wrote it down. It was the one thing I wrote down. I was like, this episode's getting five Leguistamos because it's in the reel. Yeah. It's in my John Leguizamo yeah. three-minute reel that moment. Yeah, like that's a very good <laughs> – that is such a good indication of a five Leguistamo because you're right. <laughs> Of all the stuff he's done, that that's making because it in. you are right. Peace, I hate the word. Bit, bit of this. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Bit of that and then mm. because I'm your fuck, John Leguistamo. Zamo. Stamo. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to give it five. Okay. I was very close to a four and a half, but yeah. I am going to give it five because you're right. Because of the three-minute real rule? Yeah, that's because of the three-minute real rule. It is true, though. Yeah. No, but also because of, all, like, he has managed to evoke so many feelings from me from yeah. this episode. And feelings that make me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that often in my life, has, in when I've watched TV shows, has made me read about what happens next. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can't actually not know what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't hold Gosh. on to this feeling. Um, so, it, like, for example, uh, we're about to record another episode because you've already revealed that we watched two. Um, but I'm going to go home and watch the next episode despite the fact we won't record for a few days. Yeah. Because I need to know. Like, I actually need to know what's happening between John and Tony. <laughs> um, so five Leguistamas. That is a... Leguizamarama. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening in this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. When is this coming out? What day? On Thursday. This Thursday? Yeah, mate. Can I promote my screening tomorrow? Absolutely, yeah. I'm doing Batman and Robin. It's going to be a blast. If you're, lis- if you're in Melbourne and you're listening to this the day it comes out, please come to my screening of Batman and Robin at the Lido Cinemas Friday night, so literally tomorrow night. Uh, do you have anything to promote at the moment? Nah. I was in a Grouse House show. Yeah, if yeah. yeah. You were great in it. It was fun. Uh, the most upsetting guessing game in the world. Yeah. That's called. Um, I just did a little quick mini shout out to everyone who's uh, offered me up messages of concern. I'm fine. <laughs> like, yes, it was fucked. Um, but, I, but I'm still here. We, we did good aftercare. Yeah, yeah, it was very good aftercare. We checked in. Yeah. We told you. It was really, really good aftercare. I felt very, very taken care of. <laughs> Um, uh, and hey, it wasn't so bad that I'm not still sitting across from Zach every week recording this <laughs> fucking podcast. No, it was it was a lot of fun, and it's such a funny episode, and you should really watch it. And I think it's honestly some of the funniest shit. That it's such a funny idea for a series. It's on the Grouse House. You got so mad. Yeah. The last episode goes for like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam told me I'm a cunt. That's so funny. Because and it was all my fault. I was a big cunt. Great. <laughs> Um, yeah, so feel free to watch that, I guess. That's me promoting... Uh, My uh, show, thank you. Yeah, you're mu- with a much larger audience than what I pull. So thank you so much. Um, Tom, what should Tom take us away with? Do we talk about any singers at all? Uh, I, could, I just... Something popped into my head yeah. just then. Um, like, it's like, I imagine... It's like a percussive... Like, um, like a percussive kind of just rhythmic kind of piece of music um, that is just uh, you, Tom saying the word Tom. Yep, all right. <laughs> so she's like, Tom, Tom. You, yeah, you get you, it, Tom. you can figure it out, Tom. You, Thanks, you're a mate. clever boy. Um, Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week and see ya. <laughs> and see ya. And, and, and see ya. See ya, see ya. <laughs> see ya if you're listening. You've made some odd choices, <laughs> but you're a very good songwriter. <laughs> See ya, see ya.